setting new goals for the year can be exciting, but what happens when we start to lose steam? It's all about the details, and Jesus cares about your details. You can start a winning streak with God by building small but important habits, because small habits lead to big results. Winning streaks. Small habits, big results. Today in the Super Bowl, it is said that 22 men will be on the field who desperately need rest while millions of people who desperately need exercise will be watching them. <laughs> the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl at the end, the, the winner today will receive what's known as the Vince Lombardi Trophy. That's the Super Bowl trophy that you see every year. It's named after the famed coach, Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi won the first two Super Bowls when he was coach of the then Green Bay Packers and the great Packer uh, team was just, uh, they were renowned under Vince Lombardi. When Vince Lombardi would start each season in training camp, he gave to his players every year what is known as this is a football speech. That is to say the professional football players that no doubt have played for, for 10 years through college, maybe even high school, maybe 15 years they were playing football, their life was football. He would start every season by holding up a football and saying, Gentlemen, this is a football. And this football, you carry it down the field and you have to cross the goal line to score points. It's all about this football. And what he was doing was focusing the team on the fundamentals, that which creates a win. Now, all the special plays and the personalities and all of the antics that go on in the team, that's the, that's the side things. The, the main thing, what he was trying to get across to the team is, if you don't carry this across the goal line, you won't have a win. We're talking about winning streaks. And for a moment today, I'd like to talk to us what it takes to have a winning streak in our lives. What's a habit? What are habits that create winning streaks? I'm going to focus on one and apply it to our hearts today. And for a moment, I'm going to go through several passages of Scripture in the Bible, and you're going to pick up God's theme through Scripture in Exodus 25, it says, the Lord says, tell the people to bring me an offering. Numbers chapter 18, give to the Lord the first fruits. Psalm chapter 9, give thanks to the Lord. Psalm chapter 105, give praise to the Lord. Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord of Lords. Jeremiah chapter 20, give praise to the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 33, give thanks to the Lord God Almighty. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel is warned that if he 
would not stop worshiping God, he would be thrown into a den of lions. This is the story of Daniel and the lion's den. And after the warning, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, Daniel went back to his house and he began to give thanks to the Lord again. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that we are to give. Jesus will teach us in Luke chapter 6, give and it will be given unto you. In Acts chapter 20, Jesus says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. In Romans chapter 12, it says to give generously. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 7, it says you should give what you determine in your heart to give. In Ephesians chapter number 5, it says always give thanks to the Father for everything in life. There is a running theme in God's Word, and we're picking up on it, and that is generosity. And generosity is not an offering. Generosity is a habit. Generosity is an attitude. Generosity comes from the heart. In fact, if you take the word give and add it to anything, it changes everything. Take the word give, take the concept, take the attitude of give, attach it to anything, and it changes everything. For example, just think of some words we can attach the word give to, and it gives it a bigger and, and, and more magnanimous, magnanimous meaning. For give, give in, give thanks, give back, caregiver, outgive, give away. Any word that you add give to, it just enlarges it. In fact, we live the ordinary and God is telling us that generosity is that extra. There is something in your life that is not working. There is something in your life that is stuck. There's something in your life you're saying, God, it should be better than this. And I'm doing everything that everybody else is. We're in the average. We're in the ordinary. Perhaps God is calling us to do the extra, the generous, the generosity. And you add extra to ordinary, and you get the extraordinary. For you see, we learn that generosity creates chains of events in our life. Jesus will say, give, and it shall be given unto you. Sometimes the thing that opens the door for God's hand to work and move in our life is generosity. The scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 11, and this chapter, the bulk of it is the discussion on generosity. And here's what the New Testament says. That through generosity, you will be enriched in every way. You see, it creates chains of events. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. That generosity opens up the door of God's blessing in our life. You see, the kingdom of God does not work on commission. The kingdom of God works on generosity. That's how God's kingdom works. Generosity enlarges the circle of favor in our life. Now, whatever the circle of favor you've 
you feel like you have, the God's goodness, God's obvious blessings, the, the things that come in your life, whatever that size, whatever that circle is, whatever, generosity will always enlarge that circle in our lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 13. Because of your service, and he's talking, that service is generosity. Because of your generosity, by which you prove yourselves, others will praise God for your obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. In other words, that it's when we come to Christ and we confess him as Lord, the thing that, that people notice, the thing that's obvious in our life, is not merely the confession of faith, but our generosity. Our generosity testifies, it accompanies our obedience and our confession of faith so that your generosity in sharing with Him and others every, and everyone else. God is saying that generosity enlarges the circle of heart. In fact, we call salvation, we say we give our heart to Jesus. Giving is at, the, is at the heart of the gospel. John 3, 16, God so loved the world. What did God do? He didn't take. God gave. God so loved the world, he, he gave. And I hear people in the conversations now, they're asking online and in conversations and round coffee, probably the workplace, are you going to get the booster? Have you got the booster? What do you think about getting the booster? Can I just encourage us? We need a generosity booster, okay? We need a generosity booster in our life. Why? Generosity is needed. Let me give you a few reasons why generosity is needed. Because prayer, prayer touches God, but generosity moves God. Prayer is important, and, and, and I believe in prayer. In fact, we have been meeting on Saturday with men to pray for our upcoming men, uh, men's encounter. I believe in prayer. The Bible says prayer touches God, generosity moves God. In Acts chapter 10, verse number 4, the Lord spoke to Cornelius. And here's what God said, Cornelius, your prayers and your offering, your giving has come up before God. And, and Cornelius was praying and he touched God, but God's word said, your giving, your generosity has moved God. In your life, if you're praying about something and it's not changing, perhaps God is saying it's a generosity thing that needs to happen. What is it? Perhaps you need to write a letter. There's something you're not doing. There's, there's a step you're not taking that maybe you need to take. There is something you need to add to that. What is God saying? He wants you to take a step of giving and sharing that and, and giving your heart away to the matter. Because prayer touches God, generosity moves God. You know there's some blessings I have prayed in and there's some blessings have come my way because I gave to it. I gave to it. I, th there, are, there are blessings in my life that I did not pray for. Now, I can account for things. I prayed for this, and God answered. You too. You say, I prayed for this, and God answered. But every one of us recognize blessings in our life that we didn't pray for. And you say, you know what? 
God just supernaturally blessed me. God just came through. God did something, and I didn't expect it. It was an opportunity. It was a dream come true. It was the, it was the best thing, and I didn't know it was going to come about. Why? Uh, that is perhaps a blessing from your generosity and not just your prayer. There's some blessings come your way because you choose to be generous. Generosity also is necessary when a new level is brought your way. Yes. You, you, you move from one season, be it in your career, in your opportunity, to another level. If you've been promoted and now that you're a, you're a manager in a company, a manager over a group of people, can I tell you, God's expectation also goes up. God doesn't give you a platform for you to sh shrink your witness for him. If God gives you a bigger platform and greater influence, God intends that you seize that and you be more generous in your hospitality, that you be more generous in your goodness, that you be more generous in your righteousness, that you be more generous in your blessing the kingdom of God, that it should increase. You see, generosity is a heart habit. It's a, it's a heart habit. It, do, it, do, it doesn't come from social media. It doesn't come from your checkbook. It doesn't come from your debit card. Generosity is a heart habit. And there's three things about a heart habit I want to share with you today concerning this. Number one, that generosity, it's grounded in gratitude. Generosity is grounded in, in gratitude. 2 Corinthians 9-11, it says generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Throughout Scripture, you cannot separate two things, and that is generosity and gratitude. They go hand in hand. And truly, generosity is a conversion. It's, it's moving from complaining to being grateful. In fact, in fact, if, if we're not... If we're not generous, we're probably not thankful. What we probably are missing is gratitude in our life. Because when gratitude is there, the natural thing to do is to begin to express and, and be generous towards others. I was in a coffee shop this past week. And I was, I was doing some work there and doing some reading. And as I sat at the table, I noticed this. This man walked in, and as he turned at the counter to place his order, I noticed something. He had a tattoo behind his ear going down his neck, and it said, gratitude. Huh. And I thought, you know what? Denise needs a tattoo just like that. And she needs another one over here, Jim, so people will know who she's grateful for, okay? <laughs> yeah. And as I saw that tattoo, I just wondered, ah, I, 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 I bet he's a believer. I'm almost sure that he's probably a believer. And most people that have tattoo have a tattoo story. They'll say, this means that, and this was in this part of my life. I don't know what his story is. But something happened in his life that was so meaningful, that was so defining, that he wanted to make it a statement and remember forever, and he put a tattoo that read gratitude on him. 
I just want you to know that if you would get it in your heart, God's been good to you. They, God's been wonderful to you. Don't look at what, don't focus on what you don't have. Look at what God has done for you. I will tell you about Jim Ryan. He has been given and forgiven much more than he can ever give. God has been good. Gratitude, gratitude creates generosity. Now I want you to think for a moment. I'm going to use myself as an example, but you can put yourself in, in my stead in this, in this analogy here. If, if for some reason my car was broke down, if for some reason uh, my, my car was uh, inoperable for a while and, and I had errands to do and responsibilities to do and I just, I, I needed a car and, and, and I, I borrowed your car. You were, you were gracious enough to say, Pastor here, you can borrow my car. So I borrow your car. Can I tell you what I would do? And I bet you would do the same thing if, you, if, if, if your brother-in-law, a friend, a co-worker lent you a car. If somebody lent you a car and you, I borrowed your car and I was using it because mine's in the shop getting worked on, I would take better care of your car than I would my car. I mean, I'm borrowing your car. So when I go to the store, I'm not going to squeeze in where, where two big old four-wheel drive have squeezed in that spot. I'm going to, because I don't want any door to open and ding your car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to park further away and tell Denise, Denise, you're just going to have to walk and go get those groceries. I'm going to park over here and give, I don't want, I don't want your car to be, to be scratched. Yeah. I, when I return your car, I'm going to return your car with a full tank of gas. I may have got it with a half a tank of gas, but I'm going to return it with a full tank of gas. Why? Because I'm so grateful for you lending me your car. I'll probably have Denise wash it too and uh, <laughs> attend to it. I mean, when I take your car back, I want it to be back in better shape than when I, when I took it. Okay, you with that? You take better care of somebody else's than you would even your own car in that matter. Can you imagine? I would, I, could you imagine you call me up and say, Pastor, it's been four days now and, and I, need, I need my car back. I would, when do you need it? Need it Tuesday morning. Oh, I'll get it over there Monday evening for you. Could you imagine you calling me, Pastor, I need my car back on Tuesday. And I say to you, What's the deal? You lend it to me. Uh, well, well, why are you trying to pull this on me? Come on, man. Don't think about yourself. I'm using the car right now. I've got other things to do. And I started complaining and grinding. That would be unheard of. Why? Because it's yours. Folks, if we understood that everything we have is God's, we'd have no problem giving it back to him. Yes, that's, that's God's job. That's God's business. That's God's career. That's God's house. You're driving God's car. You're working, you're working at a position. Well, you, you have the position. God gave you that position. The Bible tells us the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And if we really understood who owned everything, we would have no problem giving it back to him. 
we would have no problem. You see, generosity is grounded in gratitude. And if it ever just bothers you not to tithe, to give, to, to go out of your way, to serve somebody, to volunteer, the, the problem we have is, is we have a gratitude issue. And when we're thankful and we realize, God, everything I have is yours. And when, when God owns it, it's easy to give it back to him. Yes. Number two, concerning generosity. It's grounded in gratitude. It's revealed in action. It's revealed in action. Chapter, two, ch uh, chapter 9, verse 13 of 2 Corinthians says, because of your service, catch that, because of your service, because of your action by which you've proved yourselves. You know, there's time God wants us to prove ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the chagrin of some, God does not bless intention. God blesses action. I hear people say, we know I believe God just sees your heart and he knows your intentions. Yes, God's not going to bless intention. God doesn't save people who intend to repent. God saves people who do repent. Is, is that not the gospel? Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. If, it, unless somebody confesses Jesus as their Savior, they cannot come to faith. It's not they intended to do it someday. It's when they actually do it. And God blesses not intention. God blesses action. It's not that we intend to do it. It's that we do it. And and generosity is revealed in action. It's the thing we do. It's the step we take. It's the obedience we have. It's, it's the thing that God is saying and God is prompting. And God is saying, take that step now. Do that now. What is in the circle that God's prompting you, in your circle, that he wants to enlarge that circle of favor? Yes, generosity will, will move God. What's he speaking to you about? What is God prompting in your heart? Is God saying to give in to something? Is God saying to forgive something? Is, is, is God asking you to take on a ministry? Is God asking you to take on a task? Is God asking you to take on a challenge? What's the thing God is saying you need to do this? You see, generosity is is revealed in our action and number three i share with you generosity is lived by faith it is lived by faith again chapter 9 verse number 13 of second corinthians obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of christ your obedience the, the, another word for that, your step of faith. Your step of faith that accompanies the gospel of Christ. There is a, there is an, a challenge. There is a faith step you take. You see, we don't give out. Generosity doesn't come out of what we have. Generosity usually challenges us to go beyond that.
And some of us, we, 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 haven't, we haven't caught the, the heart habit of generosity. And I'm here to challenge you to a generous life. Some of you, there's somebody in here, you've, you've done your degree. But God says he wants you to go after your master's degree. And you say, I don't have the time. And it's expensive and it's a lot of work. If you would, if you would make that dedication, how God could propel your influence and your career. For you, that's your generosity challenge. Someone in here, you need to write a book. You need to follow through. You say, yeah, but why? And the work. And, but God's put the challenge in your heart. Some of us, we need to apply for that, that promotion that is two steps up. And you keep talking yourself out of it. And you say, I can't. And it's greater demand. And I, I, if to do that, I'd have to take on this and that. And you, you feel inadequate because you don't feel like you have it in yourself. That's, what, that's that faith thing, your obedience. Could you give God something to work with? That's what generosity is. As you stretch further than you've ever stretched and say, God, I'm going to give you this to work with. Could you give God something to work with? What is it? What's the thing that God is saying is going to require, it's going to require an investment from you. It's going to require a commitment from you. It's going to require an action from you that's the biggest action and the biggest step of faith you have ever taken. That's your generosity challenge. Let me bring it down to the kingdom of God. That also includes tithing and giving to the Lord. For some of them say, I can't do that, and I, I, I don't know how to make it happen. And I'd say in here, God has favored you with, a, with an interest rate that, that saved you hundreds of, hundreds of dollars a month on a mortgage. God has given you favor. God has blessed. God has proven himself. And now it's that time to say, God, I honor you. Denise and I, from the time we married, we had this discussion when we were dating. We would honor the Lord with the tithe. That was never up for discussion. The tithe was God's and we would give it. And we have, through our 45 years of marriage, we have tithed on everything God has given us. We've given offerings on top of that. In fact, we even have a practice that if we're given gifts, if a gift comes our way, we tithe on the gift. Whatever the value of the gift is, we tithe on because we're going to honor God in every area. And the generosity challenge, we've just decided we're going to be generous. Something we decided a few years ago that we were going to, every year, if we get an income tax refund, we give 50% of it to the Lord. Whatever it is. And through the years, if there's a $800 income tax refund, we just know we give $400 to the Lord. That's, that's on top of our tithe. Why? Because we believe generosity creates chains of events in our life and God's goodness. We've just done that for years. Well, a few years ago, we got one of those income tax refunds that were above and beyond. You know what I'm talking about? 
kind of blew us away. Oh, my goodness, we've never had an income tax refund like this. Sweetheart, look at this. This year, I don't know what happened, but we're getting $8,000. And immediately, I understood what that meant. Have you ever bargained with God? You ever, have you ever tried to bargain with God? And I found myself doing it. Oh, God, that's $4,000. I give my tithe already, and I give offerings. And, Lord, this year, here's what I'll do. I'll give the $500 we gave last year. Denise, you know, that's $3,500. She's wanting to take mud wrestling lessons, and she has things that she wants to do. That'd pay for that. And, and you know what? You know how you start? You start, and about that quick, about that quick, grab me. And you know what? We honored the Lord and gave half. You say, was it required? No. Would God still bless you without that? Yes. It wasn't required. It wasn't a sin to not give it. You know what it was? We had established, God, we're going to be generous. And if it means three zeros instead of two, that's all right. We're going to practice generosity. And we have found the God of generosity has always been good to us. And I just want you to know the God of generosity. He'll be good to you. Amen. I'm going to lead us in our moment of giving. And I'm going to invite you to join me in being generous to the Lord as we give our tithe and offering, both online community and here in the room. We have four methods of giving. And this month in our kingdom builders, we have designated the kingdom builders for our kids' ministry, the new lighting system, the theatrical lighting system for our kids' ministry. The budget of that is $75,000, and I, I'm proud of you, West. Over 50% of that has already come in this month. Thank you very much. 